Hello and welcome to Is Mania is a podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always wins at Duck Duck Hermit Crab. Josh Hemo. That is actually on my resume as a special skill. You have a lot of things on your resume that's a special skill. Hey, you know, it all comes in handy, you know, gets all those special jobs I get. Do you ever have uh like I had a professor in college tell me that at the very bottom you should put like your hobbies and Mm-hmm. And they're like, this really helps. And I'm like, this does not help you get into a TV <laughs> gig. It might work in some office job where you're like, oh, I also ski and golf and put my thumb up my. Like, I've only, it I've only had it happen work. like a couple times and they're like, oh, like I noticed you put this like goofy thing on there. I also do that. That's funny. I'm like, that's cool. I guess you noticed that. But at the same breath, they're like, oh, but you don't have enough experience doing this. So like it really doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, It doesn't help at all. Yeah, it's like no one gets it. Like, no one cares. No. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast where we don't just trash about resumes, but we also talk about SpongeBob and all the wonderful things that it can, that he specifically can teach us and what uh, the show itself can teach us. And we discuss little life lessons and have some fun doing so. This week, we are watching season four, episode eight Patrick Smart Pants and Squid Bob Tentacle Pants. <laughs> Act one, Patrick Smart Pants, which apparently also this act has been called Abracamoron, but I've, I don't know. I didn't see it on the title card, so I don't know how it would have gotten this title, but whatever. Not important. In, in this episode, uh, Patrick and SpongeBob are playing in Jellyfish Fields, and Patrick ends up running off of a cliff, and he knocks his cranial cap clean off. How do you like all those... Uh, strong consonants and killing it. Uh, spongebob accidentally replaces it with some brain coral and patrick becomes super smart but he gives it all up so he can be friends with spongebob again oh it's Aww, very, so sweet um very very sweet so uh to start things off josh what i want to ask you is brains or friendship which one would you rather have mm. i guess friendship i guess <laughs> He guess. <laughs> I'm just he trying to think. So like, sure. So I get like friendship is like I could fill in a lot of stuff with friendship. Like I'm trying to think of like like your emotion- lack of brains. Yeah, exactly. You can rely on other people to like help you out, right? <laughs> or like emotional needs, or like just like feeling like lonely time with you know. Whereas smarts is like it's probably gonna get you a pretty good job, right? And you probably can like. I don't know what else. What else could you do with being really, really smart? I don't know. Save the world. I guess so. Maybe that was that was one thing that kind of bugged me about Smart Patrick, is that yeah, I can get over the fact that like he was so smart that he was kind of like an asshole. Yeah, because like I can imagine he's just surrounded by people he he can't relate to, and I could see why he would be an asshole to people like that. Mm-hmm. But if he was around people of his intelligence, I don't think that it those mean snarky remarks wouldn't come across. It's like if you and I were hanging out with a bunch of Trump supporters, like we probably wouldn't get along with them, right? It right. doesn't mean like that we're assholes. In fact, it could be the opposite. It could yeah. be that they're assholes. It's just a different group. I don't know. It's just like a different way of thinking. 
Yeah, well, not even just like a different way of thinking, but also like a different way of like like experiencing the world yeah. or like again, they don't some certain people don't know. You know, like in especially in Patrick's case, like no one knew how stupid they were and even Sandy who is one of the smarter people in the series didn't know how stupid she was. Yeah. Um but no, like it it is like a weird uh like what I like about this episode is it always brings to mind something that I have thought of in the past and it's like the correlation between like is it better to be like stupid and not know what the fuck is going on and like enjoying your life that way or being burdened with knowledge right yeah and like you can even take it in like a like a less like hoity-toity like i know science kind of situation and like like i feel like that's what always puts people off about veganism it's like a lot of vegans are like they feel like oh my god why would you ever eat an and another living creature yeah it's like it's to them they're looking at us like you're the like the monster yeah right and like I feel like that about certain things like why wouldn't be pub- uh, why wouldn't college be free for everyone? Why would you like, vote for Trump? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So like I don't know, like sometimes I do like get jealous of the idea of being like just stupid. Stupid and racist and like whatever. You're just I think like- it's I think it's more <laughs> of just being ignorant, right? It's just yeah. like having that blissful ignorance that nothing can bother you, right? And I guess that's fine, but it, like I think it becomes destructive, and that's something that the series doesn't do that justice for. With especially with this episode, mm-hmm. is that like, yeah, like having the friends and stuff is cool, but like, I guess the ignorance of being that dumb, like, it's gonna get you in trouble eventually, right? Yeah, and I guess like the the problem here is that like everybody in this episode is like a kind hearted, good person. Yeah, like nothing like. It's not like SpongeBob, because he's dumb, is doing like in the case of our political analogy, like it's not like they're being mean to others, right? Mm-mm. SpongeBob's just like too dumb to hang out with Patrick now. And but I don't know, like again, like Patrick decides to to choose friendship, even though he really didn't really give uh having brains much much uh of a chance. But I guess like when you look at it, and it was a small lesson I got is like sudden changes can like be hard to handle sometimes and i see that like when he got really smart it's like he really missed his old life which is having friends and i see that we've talked about it when people move places like sometimes mm-hmm. people only last a year at, in a new place because like the sudden change can be really hard and you miss the comfort of everything else so like people don't give that stuff a change because the comfort of having that older life in this case like having the friendship was much more important than being smart you know yeah um what I have written down um, as a small lesson is be clear in your breakups. How do you feel about uh, Patrick's friendship breakup? Do you think he did a good job? I feel like he did a pretty good job, to be fair. I think in the, given the situation, he's like very honest and upfront about it. He's just like, hey, like we're growing apart. You know, this just happens. Like, I'm sorry. What I didn't like is that he called him Robert. He called SpongeBob Robert. And I, I was mean, like, what is technically this? Technically, that's his name, right? It's the first time in four seasons that they've ever said it. And it, like, threw me for a loop. I was like, Sydney, I had to pause it for a bit to, like, process it. That also bugged me when he calls Sandy Sandra. Because mm-hmm. I there, I don't think there's any episode before this, and I would even say after this, um, 
even that they've ever said that her full name is Sandra, Sandra. Cheeks. Yeah. Like her name is Sandy Cheeks. Same thing I, with like like you were saying with SpongeBob. It's like SpongeBob is his name, not Sponge Robert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that just sounds so bad and awful. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, my name is Sponge Robert. That's it's maybe nice when, to meet you. When you put Brain Coral in SpongeBob, that's what he changes his name to. <laughs> Speaking of like things that are weird, like the way that Patrick talked as soon as he got smart, like just like his normal way of speaking, like threw me like off the entire episode. It was so weird to hear him. Like it wasn't that big of a change, but it was big enough that I was like, this is just kind of weird and like, I don't know. Did you like it? I didn't. Mm -mm. I was the exact opposite. I think it's, I love the dialogue that they pick. The like the, the phrases they have him say are just like very solid. Um, but like I'll humor you in your trivial pursuit. It's like the way of like it's not I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when writers write smart dialogue, it they add all these like crazy when they kind of did it when he co- when he goes in and he talks to Squibbert about the clarinet. Yeah. And he's like they're throwing in all this jargon. The Peggio, like, the forte and yeah. Yeah, exactly like all that crazy stuff. Like, I feel most of the episode isn't like that, and I think I would have hated it if it was. Yeah. Because, like, you can't just throw, like, fancy words out and expect it to be, like, smart. Yeah. But, like, the way he, like, he talks about the graceful, stoic creatures of the deep, like, that sounds very, to me, that sounds so highbrow, and that's why, like, I like the way he speaks. It's very, um, it's just unlike it. Uh-huh. I enjoy the way they put the words together. Okay, that's fair. In the simplest, I guess it was more of his like the tone because it was still the same voice. They didn't change the voice actor, but it was just like something was like so familiar, just like was just different. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like if you are walking around at night and some moved a table off to the side just a couple inches. It's just off, and it just feels weird. But it's it's so great because it shows you how, like, the same voice actor can change the entire character just by reading it differently. Yeah. Right? If you hear those two things, you would not... Like, you would hear, like, the timbre is the same, but you wouldn't, like, really get the idea. Like, you... you listening to Patrick speak... It just, he sounds so dumb. Dumb, yeah. Regardless of what he's saying. And it, like, that is the beauty of the voice acting that goes behind it. Is that, like, the moment he switches that off, you're like, oh, he's, like, a normal character. Yeah. You know, he's not dumb. Um, How do you feel about what what he was doing to Squidward's head? I, I wrote that down, too. Me off. What is he doing? I don't understand, like, what was he trying to get information for? Like, maybe it was, like, to figure out how his relationship with SpongeBob was, maybe I don't know. I like I was like I don't know what the f- is going on in this. Situation. <laughs> um, but then immediately, like within the next couple scenes, he makes a hair tonic. Yeah, and I do like the the joke where he like he he gets so mad he like rips tears out it his out hair. Yeah. But like you could have given that to Squidward. Uh, you literally could have given that to Squidward. <laughs> He's been like. Like fighting baldness since like birth. It's what he wants most in life, other than to like <laughs> be left alone. It's so sad. He also likes studying plankton, and I'm wondering like this whole thing with like plankton and and uh, Squidward being in his like house doing all these tests. Did he get them willingly, or how did he get a hold of them? Definitely not plankton, because he calls them like a, a subspecies or something yeah. like that. Um, I think Squidward he might have 
because Squidward kind of flipped the switch after he was like, "Oh my God, you're a music god." Yeah. Like then he like flipped over. So I I could see him convincing Squidward like, "I need you for tests," and Squidward just being like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go for it." Yeah. <laughs> if you be my mentor, I'll let you do it. One thing that I was wondering the entire time is, is Brain Coral sentient? I don't know. It must be right. I think Coral in real life is alive, right? I don't know. I think it. Yeah, I thought Coral was dead fish. Am I thinking something different? Uh, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of something different. We have Google. One. <laughs> I get. Wait. I guess Coral is just like a buildup of calcium and lime and. Uh, it says Coral are alive. Okay. And that's what it says. Florida Keys, Noah.gov. I'm not gonna read any more because no, that makes complete sense. Time. That's complete sense because it's like the coral reef is dying. People say that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess it would have sentience, which would mean, do you think it's like one of the smarter, the smartest creature in Bikini Bottom then? I mean, I could see that. Like they call it brain coral for a reason. Yeah. They, I thought it was like a, like you eat it and that's what makes you smart <laughs> kind of situation. But um, I don't know. It makes me wonder, like, could you get a bunch of like starfish, pop off their cranial caps, put a new, like in start a whole society i wonder of really smart patrick's that should be a future episode there you go nickelodeon you can have a free (laughs) a free thing freebie on us yeah once once you uh make millions off of it you throw us a couple just a couple a couple of those mills thanks but speaking of do you think there's other like plants and stuff that they can interchange with like if spongebob was to find like a different kind of sponge head like from a sea sponge do you think you could interchange with that i would hope so i don't know there's another another script right there yeah (laughs) part one part two and then like and then third episode the sponge the smart sponge that they get and the brain coral that they get team up to try to take over bikini bottom oh perfect right there the dumb the dumb people have to have to fight them and you can film it like mad max or like a Stranger Things kind of thing, where it's like mm-hmm. the organisms are coming alive and taking over the town. Ooh, I like Boom. that. Yeah. Now it's a now it's a two day special. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's look at the flip side with like the dumb people. When dumb Patrick, um, at the very beginning, they're just like having so much fun, just playing like tag and like existing. It's just so pure. And yeah, I love it. And like at the very end, when um his shift from smart to dumb is like, I don't know. It's a really nice moment for me. I really like how his like face goes from like all stupid to like normal. And he's just like happy being dumb. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. Just turn off my brain forever. (laughs) And just be dumb for a bit. Just be dumb. I think like it was like pure and like a lot of nice things happen. I got like two little lessons out of just that opening scene, which is like, Teamwork is often is often like the best way to get your goals done. And like he was lifting up SpongeBob to help catch a jellyfish, and the other one was like when he broke the net over his head. They were like surprised at first, but they laughed about it. And it's like sometimes you make little mistakes, and it's okay. Like those little mistakes are fine. You just like a roll with it. So it's like it was really like you said, it was really pure, and I really like that. You know, you could still get a lot out of those like dumb pure moments that they have together. Yeah, and for me, this act I I wrote down even smart people should laugh at stupid stuff. Like I feel like when you get to that level of of knowledge or whatever or IQ, I guess, like 
you still gotta be able to laugh at like the silly things, yeah, right? Like I don't know, I I'm not a super genius, but like I would like to think that they still laugh at fart jokes. Yeah, I would hope so. Like, they're at home, they fart, and they're like, "Ha ha, that's funny." You know, some someone's gotta think that's funny. If they fart or someone else farts, like if their baby farts, you know, something they slip on a banana farts. pill, something. Yeah, yeah. something's got something really pointless and stupid has to make you chuckle a little. I don't know. I wonder if that's like a real smart person thing, though, because that's such that's, that's such a real trope that I've seen like superhero movies and stuff like that, where they're like, this person's so smart and they have no sense of humor and they have no friends. And I don't know where that comes from. I've never met like a super smart person where they've ostracized themselves so much where they don't find humor in anything. Yeah. Even the closest I've found is like, um, uh, like I've, I have a lot of engineer friends and I say that I say this with love that almost every engineer that I know has is weird in some way. They're like socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't even say socially awkward because I know Mm. an engineer who's like super duper friendly and Uh really good. Like you could bring him to anywhere and he'll like, like, I remember the first time I met him, he was like, oh, Omar, it's nice to meet you. Like, oh, you're a film person. Like, he was very easy to talk to, but he's just, like, almost too nice. And, like, socially awkward, I guess, in that way. But I yeah. wouldn't say it's, like, the the bad social. Like, you well, think I, never, I don't mean it as, like, like, yeah. Definitely don't mean it as a negative thing. But I mean it more as, like, there is, like, yeah, something that's just, like, a little different or off, I guess, you know? Yeah, but even th- they, like, enjoy themselves. Yeah, you that's know? what I mean. I don't, I don't think that this trope, super holds up unless i've never met a smart enough person but even i can't imagine that people are like that like what i do get from this episode though is like pretentious people yeah like and like maybe that's the difference between him being smart is like it's not that he's smart and that's what makes him it's him being pretentious is what makes him he's like arrogant it's the arrogance of it yeah yeah because like I can't tell you how many times people in film school, and then like I get it, I get it too. I'm a bit of a know-it-all when it comes to a lot of things, or I, or I pretend to be, you know. <laughs> so like, it, like it's one of those things that like, I don't know. It can come off like that when you're when you're being like correcting people in yeah. a certain tone. Okay, time for this week's bubble break. It's a special bubble break, you know. Oh yeah, a couple of reasons. Uh, one minor reason. When this comes out, it is your going to be your birthday. Yeah, I'll be old by the time this comes out. Yeah, ancient. Let me tell you. I'm going to be dying. (laughs) I'll be old like you. Yeah, I already feel it. It's only been like, what, less than two weeks, and I already feel like I'm dying, so. Yeah, Josh already has gray eyebrows, and his whole beard's almost gray. All my pubes have turned gray. It's great. Josh, (laughs) did you kill Santa? I did became, you, I have, yes, I killed Santa. I am slowly becoming Santa. <laughs> you, you put on his jacket. And that's Haven't what the you bubble- watched the Santa Claus? No, nah, I didn't watch it until afterwards. It was a mistake. Well, at uh, least now you know what you're in for. Yeah. Oh, God, I would never want to be Santa. That's a, that's a subject for another bubble break. Uh, mm-hmm. But for this week, uh, the bigger thing that happened, or is happening, is Animal Crossing came out. And I figured since we talked about Minecraft um before and tiktok and like just little things like that it'd be a fun time for us just kind of talk about it and discuss i like talking about stuff like this because i feel like in the future when we listen back to these when we're old and we're the only people i have ever listened to these it'll be (laughs) like you'd be like oh yeah i remember when animal crossing came out i remember spending weeks playing that game (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i like about it and 
the I'm really excited for Animal Crossing because you know you and I play Minecraft, but not a lot of people play Minecraft anymore, really. Um, at least not a lot of people our age. No. It's nice to have a video game that is just as like low stakes as Minecraft, but with the entire uh, world playing it currently. It's, right it's so crazy every time I log on to my Switch that like I have like upwards of seven friends playing at once and they're all playing Animal Crossing. I yeah. can't remember the last time I played a game that was like that. Maybe like Halo 3 on the Xbox yeah. maybe was the last time. That was a long like time Call ago. Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare. Exactly. But even then, it was like, I don't know. There's there's something about a game that is competitive, like, you know, NBA 2K or, or anything like that, that isn't the same as, like, mindlessly being on the same island as someone else. Yeah. And doing nothing. Exactly. Which, like, so we had this really wholesome moment where uh, uh, Josh and a couple of other people, Anna, if you remember her from the from the podcast, shout out, and and uh, some friends, uh, got together and we played Animal Crossing and we played hide and seek, and I don't know, it felt like I was twelve again. That was, was nice. so much fun. I had so much. I had, and like it's like the same way when I played hide and seek when I was young and like when people would walk right past your hiding spot and you like get all giddy and like anxious and stuff like it was those same feelings. I was like, this is great. Like, I love yeah. this. Yeah. It was, it's nice and wholesome fun. And that's why like, I, I really liked act one of this episode for the same yeah. reason. Cause it like, everything was so pure and like wholesome. And I feel like animal crossing in that way is so pure and wholesome. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just a great game. I think a lot of people should play it. If you have the means and the, the time to do so. Yeah. You should do it. And that being said, like, it's not like you're just sitting around doing nothing like this. What I like about this, it's fully customizable, like all the experience. Like I can just customize my furniture. I can customize my house. I can customize what I wear. Whereas like with Minecraft, I can do that to a certain point, but it's not it's not as extensive as this. Like everything about this is it's my personality, how I want to build the island, how I want everything to look is more or less up to me. Yeah. And I also think like Minecraft gives you a different sense of building, you know. Yeah. It it feels like here's like here's a sandbox planet, whereas like Animal Crossing feels more like here's a world, help us build it. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and it's like, like the whole the whole idea is like you're sent to a deserted island, and like that's more or less what this is. Exactly what it is. If I was sent to a deserted island, what choices would I make, and how would I decorate? How would I invite people in? You know, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I like like that experience of just like having complete and utter like no consequences, just doing whatever you want and making the society basically. I guess. Yeah, and then like games like this just really encapsulate like with animal crossing and everything like again like i cannot stress it enough it's so different playing a video game when someone else is there just watching you play or uh-huh. playing with you in a passive way and like it's weird because it's like it's like hanging out with someone and like like i said we like we had our little like hide and seek day but like even today like i was playing with anna and we were just like chilling like I was just fishing on her island because she has, for some reason, way better fish than I'll have. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. Again, and like, it's not like we're doing anything different. And like Fatima asked me the same thing when we first like linked up together. She's like, well, what happens when you go to someone else's island? And I'm like the same that happens when you go when you're on your own island. You you just have someone else doing it in the background. Yeah, it's just hanging out. 
that being said, so out of everything that you've done so far, or have you experienced so far in Animal Crossing, what has been your favorite thing? Hmm. For me, what I've always liked about Animal Crossing is like the the like other Animal Crossing villagers with you, the other animals that you're with, and um, I really like decorating your house. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we're in that part of the game where there's like not a lot of things that we can do or build, but like soon, like it's like we talked about in Pokemon having like the secret bases. Yeah. Like it's the same kind of feel, yeah. and I like that. And like also like having a very passive goal of like paying off a mortgage that doesn't really like matter what doesn't, you're doing. There's no it's punishment not... for that loan at all, other than yeah. you can't you can't progress with another loan. Yeah, it's not yeah. like in real life where you're like my house is gonna be first. first yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, what about you? What's your what's your favorite? I didn't what, expect what it to like? be my favorite, but the museum stuff is fascinating i love it so much like oh yeah I've, they made the museum so much i have spent so much time just like looking at my museum like i'll just walk around the fish exhibit and just look at <laughs> like that was the first thing my brother visited my island today i was like you guys have to check out the fish i have like this is my favorite part of my island and it was it's, i just love it so much have you caught an anchovy yet i did yeah the, the way they have the anchovies yeah. in the fish exhibit is like so cool but like again it's so much better because the old one the old museum that I used to play, I forgot which which version my brother had, but um, it just it didn't feel like a real museum. Like, fancy museum. And when mm-hmm. you walk into this one, you're like, oh my god, it's like I'm actually going to a museum. It's so cool. It's so like every. It's so beautiful. It's also beautiful. Like it's another part of this game is just like everything's so beautiful. Like when we were playing hide and seek, and I was behind that tree for forever. Just like looking at the sky and with the shot I had, I was like, I could just do this while they're like around and can't find me. So what I think is hilarious is like uh, when we were playing with Anna, like we were playing hide and seek and then she'd get lazy and she'd just sit in the middle of like the plaza. Uh-huh. But like that's what the cool thing is, is like I literally went to your island and you just had a beach towel out and I just laid there for like 10 seconds, even though literally like. I was doing nothing. I was literally staring at the screen watching my dude lay down in the <laughs> And then I was like, man, this is nice. Yeah. Took a little picture and then kept going. Act two, Squid Bob Tentacle Pants. So on the way to work, SpongeBob stops by Sandy's and notices that she's made a new matter transporter. And so um, noticing that he's running a little late for work, he asks if she can send him the, uh, to work. And she's like, well, you're the fr- I haven't had any creatures tested out yet, so you'll be the first. So he tests it. And ends up getting fused with Squidward. And the machine fries and goes crazy. And then Squidward and Spongebob are stuck together for the rest of the episode. Um, leading to the point where they have to go to Squidward's big recital that night. Uh, so, of course, a lot of shenanigans happen. And at the end, uh, Sandy finds a way to unfuse them. And then somehow they they all get fused together. SpongeBob, Squidward, Patrick, basically everyone in all our favorite characters in Bikini Bottom get fused together. It's a crazy episode. There's a lot of weird crap that happens in this one. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. What I think is so weird is I remember Act One so specifically. Yeah. And this one, I have no f- clue where my brain put that. I know. I don't remember anything about it. The only it. thing I remembered was like the very last image. For some reason, that's like one of the things I did remember from this episode, which is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> if you had just shown me like a still of SpongeBob and Squidward fused together, I would assume it came from like season eight or something. Yeah, right. Whatever. So that brings me to my question to start off with, Omar. I wanted to ask you, uh, 
if we were fused together, how miserable would you be? Would you be on a scale to SpongeBob to Squidward? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you and I are both very similar in wavelength that we would just be like, uh, we're just gonna, I don't know, exist. Play Animal Crossing. Watch, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch TV or something yeah. until this is over. <laughs> because, like, the fact that they try to, like, go anywhere just baffles me and that's brings me to like my big lesson my first lesson for this like uh act was like when you get stuck with people like on group projects or like even at work when you have to stuck with a co-worker you just got to find ways to make that relationship work to get work yeah. done basically and that's something that squidward i think failed very miserably at this he didn't try at all to work with spongebob to make things work at all yeah they spent the whole time kind of like trying to do their own thing instead of embracing the fact that they are a new like yeah. like a different being yeah also i think squidward kind of got like the end of the sick because he only has one arm and one head though he can stretch more control of the body though yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. he actually like spongebob kept his body except yeah, yeah i guess so i feel like every form that they made squidward was like the end like, of the stick yeah he was like a weird like appendage he yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like a siamese twin situation i wonder if there's like a weird meta narrative that like spongebob's the stronger personality or like the stronger being <laughs> which would make sense with <laughs> our could... theory with the godlike theory right yeah speaking of stronger beings so when they're getting uh transported around multiple times after they've been fused they go to timmy's birthday party in his present and then he get, they get switched out for a baby. But the craziest thing is they go to literal outer space. So in the SpongeBob universe, and which has now been introduced, not just the like episode they decide to go to the moon, they there is a literal other planet that they have made contact with. That aliens actually do exist too. Yeah, it's there should be a whole other spinoff of just what how do those aliens Yo, relate like a bikini or like a bikini bottom like adjacent but in space where it's all the space yeah. characters but it's all like the same like there's a crusty crab equivalent somehow i don't know a yeah. rocky rocky moon or something i don't know what it'd be <laughs> a jump in jupiter or something <laughs> like again like act one felt like normal spongebob and then act two felt like what the is going on this, which like, is everything's just too crazy. which is funny because like it's it's very clear that they created both acts as a whole part as a whole idea, right? The names are very similar in name. Like it's a it's yeah. a twist on SpongeBob. So they know they came up with this all together, but they went so like off of left field with this one. I'm just like it's so weird, right? Yeah. I don't know. And then SpongeBob is so creepy in this one. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, he'll be together forever. And he just seems like psychopathic, like like just crazy. Yeah. In that entire part. And then um, I do like the way he smiles at him when he's like, I'm going to be stuck next to this yellow freak. And then he's just like, it's like that side eye smile. Yeah, it's really it's just really <laughs> freaky. Just looking uh, at that frame. I did like that we got more Sandy, but I felt like I feel like they're doing injustices to Sandy. It seems like she's kind of dumb, like she's a dumb, smart person, you know? Yeah. But she's like, I'm doing all this cool stuff. 
but I have no idea how any of it works. Where like the Sandy from like season one and two would never be like, yeah, SpongeBob, jump in this machine. I have no idea what's going to happen. Go for it, you know? Yeah, I feel like, again, like SpongeBob's character has gotten very strong. Patrick's character faltered in terms of friendship. And then like uh, Squidward has also gotten very strong. But like Mr. Krabs and Sandy, I just feel like they they weren't like they weren't like developed in a with a a meaningful existence no. in, mm-hmm. in mind. I don't think so. No, because I because I agree with you on that. I think like they made Sandy just like exactly what Patrick said in the first act. Just like, are you like stupid kind of yeah. situation? Which just sucks. Which, like she's was such a like we always t- we talked about how great of a role model and like cool character she was, and like I just hate seeing them like do the injustices to her like that. Yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't seem like a smart or like capable individual at all in no. any of the times that we've seen her, and we, this is like the first time we've seen her in like basically the whole season. A long time, yeah. Yeah, like at least a couple episodes. Um. I put as a small lesson, don't take experimental shortcuts when you're running late. There are a lot of times I feel when people get a little panicky that they're running late and they decide to try something completely different in an attempt to like get somewhere on time. And like that's just like your anxious like panic brain thinking and you just need to cut that. Relax. Like you just just go with the way that you know is gonna work or go with a shortcut that you know is gonna work. Don't go with some weird way that you've never tried ever again. I know I did that a couple times in college when I used to drive to school. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh man, I'm running late. Traffic's backed up. I'm going to go through this weird neighborhood. And I would get lost in the neighborhood and be like, I'm more late now than I would have been if I was just waiting in traffic. And you like panic more too because you're like even more lost than you were before. At least yep. the other way you were just like stuck. Yeah. I guess like with a, um, in living in New York, it's kind of fixed that. Like you can really only take a certain amount of of ways to a place. You can either take a cab or you're taking the subway. People still get lost. Like they're like, I'll try to jump on this train and do a different route, but then they go too many stops in one direction or something like that. You know, so stuff like that does still happen. Yeah, I feel like it's less. uh, It's more straightforward. Like once you're on that route, you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. There's you can't no deviate in the middle of it. Yeah. I did like some of the, like the little lines that we got in this one. There's like the to together forever, and then Squidward be like misery, and then the guy like at the Krusty Krab, he saw them walking. He's like, I gotta lay off the hot sauce. Yeah, which I'm wondering and, where did that saying even come from? Like I've I've heard it before, but I don't know where I've like where well, it developed. I think I need to lay off the sauce yeah. is a thing. So I don't know if that's a reference. It must to, be. Like, drinking is it supposed to be i think so <laughs> but and it was just like a, a benign way to like slip it in yeah but it was that one and then the rock on freaky bro is <laughs> one of my favorites in this one too yeah and they just like i don't know um this is like a great episode to talk about inspiration porn i don't know if you've ever heard of that but um it's when able-bodied people um, I actually learned this in college. It's when able-bodied people look at someone who is like disabled or different um, and they put them on a pedestal because they did something like really crazy um, and using them as like, oh my God, look at them. Like they have no arms. So that means like they're better than us. Like kind of situation. Uh, okay. So huh. it's actually like a low key form of discrimination. Yeah. It's like a positive form. Like it's, I know a lot of, 
I've been to a lot of school functions where they like, um, there's that famous guy who like, they always, the way I always remember him is he has that video where he talks about his chicken drumstick where he has like a, like a small foot, Uh I guess that that's how he like uses it. And he like jokes about it. And again, like it's a weird gray line where, cause there's like, I also was at a career fair of some sort and one of the speakers they had where she had no arms and she learned to fly a plane and like the, her whole shtick is like, I can do it. And if you can do it, then and anyone you, could do it. Yeah. It's like literally monetizing inspiration porn. But then there's like a whole other like world where it's like, no, this is up. We're not like you're like, just cause we're disabled doesn't make us your like angel. Yeah. Like person that you can be like, Oh, look to me. If that person has no arms, you can do it too. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. And like, that's how I feel like when he's like rock on freaky bro, like they're just like using like Squidward and, and SpongeBob because they're weird quote unquote. Well, it's you know? like the whole ending of the episode when they go to the recital, like all those people, they didn't like Squidward's music, but they were happy and they had fun because of how weird and strange they were. Right. Yeah. It was just weird. Like how that turned around. I don't know. I didn't like it. Reminds it reminds me like old school circuses with like bearded ladies. Yeah. Where they're like, you're looking at a lady with a beard and it's like okay cool a hairy woman i've seen a hairy i've seen a hairy man before i don't i don't get why that's a big deal because they're freaks that's why god gosh this is the greatest showman yeah it's the greatest greatest show that's that's what this uh, this act was was the greatest (laughs) with less singing and not zach efron um One thing that bugged me, though, is why didn't SpongeBob just split in half? I don't know. That's a good question. He has that ability. That's a good he question. He could have just, like, split his body in half. That's, and- I guess I was wondering that the second, like, when he, they first get fused together, it was just Squidward's tentacle in his face. I was like, why don't you just pop a, like pop it off or, like, expand and, like, defuse? Like, because that's happened before and stuff like that. But I don't know why he did it. Maybe it was just some weird science. Maybe their molecules were actually formed together. Yeah. But I don't know, but still, like, I don't know. I guess maybe he lost his splitting ability. Yeah, maybe. But he just, like, I would just rip myself in two. Like, ah, like Hulk, <laughs> Hulk it. Um, I also think it's really f***ed up that Sandy just, like, risks it all with Spongebob. She's like, I always wanted to try a critter, and she just does it, untested. Yeah. Like, she could have used, like, at least Plankton. He's, like, a single-cell organism. Or Wormy. Or, like, she has, like, little things like that, right? <laughs> Yeah, and just like zap them. And then also I didn't like I'm a huge fan of teleportation. We've talked about it before, but like a teleportation device that just teleports random to random parts where they're supposed to be. I don't know, seems like a flawed Which design. I didn't understand like why they ended up in a present or like as a baby. Like wh- why would they need to be in those places? Like that's what I didn't get like the whole concept of this machine, right? Yeah. And what happened to that um, baby? Where'd that baby go when they replaced it? <laughs> space. It exploded in space. It just popped right up. Damn. Um, so let's talk about the... Let's spend some time discussing what the weird blob situation. Oh, okay. I have, I, I have one like big concern about that blob situation at the end. I, there was a part of everyone that's shown. Like, it was either a head or a foot or something. But the very bottom of it is, like, a big, bright blue eye 
that I have no idea who that belongs to. And it, it was, I'm so concerned. Like, what? what is that? Who is that? Uh, let me look real quick. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe, I, that's that's a, someone, someone was eaten in the womb. Just put it. <laughs> Maybe one of them were pregnant and that was their child. But I don't like the idea that it's like Squidward's conscious like everyone else seems like they're just like a more like a weird blob in this right but he's conscious during this entire thing because he's in therapy for it if you guys have not seen this image in a long time you have to it's just like it gets worse and worse <laughs> the more, more you I look at it like everyone has like a look that they're just like comatose <laughs> like they've been lobotomized <laughs> and then like i think the worst one i think is like uh patrick looks like the most disgusting and then pearl just looks like frozen in time yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh it it is nice to think that squidward is going to therapy for it i guess (laughs) i like to think that squidward was just has just went to his therapist normally and just because he has sentience that's why he has how does that move i don't know how does he get around does he roll I guess like slide like a slug kind of situation. God, what animators nightmare did they're like, I right, guys, I got the best idea from my dream last night. It's like, are you sure this was a dream and not a nightmare chat? They're like, no, it's 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 working. It's he's great. Like, maybe, he's like, maybe he's I should lay out. out the sauce if I have these nightmares. Time for our big lesson. Big old wumbo lesson. Um, do you wanna go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I could go first. All right. I feel like that's all right. So uh, for my Wumbo lesson this week, I put, just because things change doesn't mean you can't adapt to the chaos. Okay. okay. So in Act 1, just the fact that, you know, Patrick shifted so dramatically from being dumb to being very smart, I feel like he could have done a better job of just, again, embracing it. He only really had this level of intellect for like i mean the duration of the episode but like less than a day is what it felt like in the episode i don't think even a full we'll say like a couple days but um he could have at least done like a little genius bucket list like cure cancer or something and then finished it um same thing with uh act two i think that they actually did do a pretty good job like they did a bad job of being separate beings but by the end they figured out how to coexist together like even spongebob was like you're gonna look back on this story you're gonna be like this was when i became a superstar superstar and it was like spongebob's like confidence and like squidward's like talent quote unquote like together that's when they were the they were the most popular yeah yeah same thing with like like i said like both the first and second act kind of did that like if you ju- you can just adapt to the chaos. They both went to work and like they didn't do a good job of it, but you can still just do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times like when it goes off the rails, you kind of just you got to adapt to it. Yeah. You know? You got to figure it out. Do your best to adapt to it. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't mean that it always works. Yeah. I wish I would have gone first cuz I like how your your lesson kind of is like a resolution to my lesson or like mm. helps solve my lesson um because my lesson was sometimes when you go through like personal changes um it can have unintended consequences Mm -hmm. um and then you see that with the first part like patrick becoming smart like he lost a friend because of it and 
arguably lost all his friends. I don't think anyone wanted to hang out with Patrick and some, you know, and then in act two, like the personal change of like going through and being fused together, like to another person. Yeah. Basically like they couldn't function, but they also like got to become like these like superstars, like people like wanted to see him or whatever, for whatever freaky reason they wanted it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and like, to a less extreme level, like what are you talking about? Like when people move or like you get a new job, like your lifestyle changes and like it's stuff that you don't super expect. Like a lot of stuff that when I moved to New York, a lot of my lifestyle, little things that I did were changing because of it. And sometimes you don't super know those are going to happen. And they don't always have to be bad consequences, but there are definitely unintended consequences because of it. But I like how your lesson kind of comes in with that, where it's like you do have to learn how to adapt, you know, whenever these things happen whenever you go through any kind of change you have to learn how to adapt because of it even if it's a bad one like fusing to a yellow sponge yeah exactly (laughs) that loves you too much (laughs) it's just too clingy (laughs) it's just a little little too clingy yeah (laughs) all right so that's gonna be it for this week's episode if you want to send us anything some suggestions comments um tell us what you would do if we were all fused together in one uh, amorphous blob that would that would be nice you can do that on our website ismeasapodcast.com or you can email us at ismeasapodcast at gmail.com you can always just send us your uh switch codes too so we can all play animal crossing hide and seek together you should do that 100 um, percent do that <laughs> yeah um if you don't want to follow us on animal crossing you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter and be sure to share with your friends and enemies and comment where you can and share on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, and wish, Stitcher too. And when you listen to this, uh, hopefully the day it comes out, you got to wish Omar a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, just send me money. <laughs> if you if you don't know what to get me for my birthday, just send me money. And if you've missed my birthday, you can still send me money. Just send money no matter what. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. You just let me know. <laughs> uh, you email us and I will send you the Venmo. And it was also Josh's birthday earlier this month. Uh, it didn't land so nicely on a uh, on a, not this time around on a publishing date. But you can also send him money too. Yeah, just send us both money. It'll be yeah. Great. Happy birthday to all of us. <laughs> and remember, rock, rock on, on, freaky bro. bro.